0: This is a homebrew podcast.
1: All right, everybody, attention. We've got a new crew member. We've got Adrian Juicy joining the crew.
0: I think it's Alderan Ajou. <laughs> huh? Yeah, you know. Never.
1: No,
2: it's what? You're the smartest.
0: Ooh, well, let's see it. Huh?
2: Adrian Jose. I think it's Adrian Hoose. I mean it's a J is a it's like it looks like a soft J, so it's a it's either a juice or a Hoose.
1: Hoosey.
0: Hey uh, what are you guys doing in here just touching each other's
3: balls? I'm
0: trying to figure out this guy's name. Uh,
3: Adrian Hoose? Yeah. What do you
4: think it is? Hey, here, give me the piece of paper. Guys, guys you, it's Adrian Josie.
0: That can't be I right. mean,
4: it, it is right.
0: Guaranteed.
1: Oh. Welcome to the crew, Adrian Josie.
0: You know I knew an Adrian Josie. Yeah. Wasn't that guy from the pianist? Smelled like buttered popcorn.
5: What? What? <laughs> hey, what do you what are you guys all doing in here? Oh, we're just touching each other's balls. Oh. <laughs> um, okay. I'm fucking with you. Yeah. We're well, welcome a new member of the crew. Oh, awesome. Oh, uh yeah, Adrian Josie. I see that. That's awesome. Yeah, see he gets it. Oh, uh, hey, uh, I wanted to let you know that a couple members of the crew actually got married. I'm so sorry for your loss. Was it Grendel and Nivitz? Not that I know of. I mean, I am I owe money if it's not Grendel and Nivitz getting married. Well, hey, I made a card, and we could just press this little button here, and I thought everyone could just record a quick message for them. Some, like, marital advice or congratulations or something, so... Here you go, Mord. You go first. Uh, make sure that when you wax each other's butt hairs,
4: that you don't get too close to the guts. I mean, this comes from experience with me and my wife. I mean, it's Alright,
5: uh, um, okay, uh, Oliver, do you want to say anything to Spencer and Michaela? Uh, good luck. It's all downhill from here. Okay, Nivet? Ooh, well...
3: In my opinion, it's all about the sex. Oh, okay.
5: <laughs> it's better if they're both together.
3: Spit on my keyboard.
5: <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, this isn't going quite how I planned, but uh, hey, Grundle.
4: talking about sex
5: again. Yeah, there's there's a lot of ball talk. I. <laughs> they really need to quit that. Granny Kellen <laughs> walking
4: around here talking about sex.
5: Granny has been putting too much sugar in the oatmeal. Uh, Grendel, do you have any sagely advice for the newlyweds? Just make sure to communicate
1: and carve out time for each other every day. Oh,
5: that's that's beautiful, Grendel That was that was wonderful, Grendel. Look at you.
3: That's what I
4: said. Sex! <laughs>
5: oh my god. You, re- you, sex? you really need to get
4: the fix your opium.
5: Congratulations, Spencer and Michaela. We're so happy to have you guys part of the crew. And uh we hope that you guys enjoy. A long, happy, fulfilling life together. With that, welcome back to the homebrew. I'm your fancy lad DM, Grant, here with my berries and cream boys, Austin Brady.
4: Zaldwin, the fanciest dressed, but boy, this side of a
5: Cody Smith.
3: Grundle's
5: new suit. <laughs> John Kayley,
3: Mr. Guy, the best dressed one of us.
5: And Tyrell Knight. Heavy arms, Oliver. I guess I look all right. <laughs> Last week, the crew traveled to the private planet from the map that Carl decoded and found a giant dwarven puzzle cube satellite teeming with anti-essence. Its intricacy proved too much for any sort of brute force attempt to crack it, and so the crew headed to the Hall of Wonder, the Artificer's Guild HQ, to try and suss out who the owner of the puzzle cube was. Zaldwin distracted the receptionist, and they found it belonged to Thorum Ironkind, a rich dwarven artificer who had uploaded his consciousness to live on the digital servers of the Ark Paradise. The crew fancied up their attire to fit in with the upper class a little more and docked the hawk on the Ark. So we're going to pick up on the Ark Paradise. You guys did a little bit of shopping and you spoke with the grung here who were surprised that you guys had survived and I believe offered you (laughs) military support. I didn't do a fantastic job describing this like common area that you're in, so I just kinda wanna set the scene once more. Inside of this docking bay, after you get into this main common area, there are like these high dome ceilings with fancy chandeliers hanging down and like all the light is like a little yellow, like if you've ever been in like a fancy place. (laughs) I didn't mean that mean, I'm sure you've seen yellow light before. The, there's this huge promenade that on one side of this area that is spotted with these little gardens and fountains and exotic plants and such. And the viewing area of the promenade is convex. So you can get close enough, you can kind of see the length of the paradise through the glass. And then just stars, of course, as far as the eyes can see. The main points of interest are the shopping area where you're currently at, which is sort of like an artisanal strip mall with little shops that in a walkway that goes in a big circle. There is a large cursive sign for the epicurean infinite that's over these like white curtains and beautiful glass doors and there are folks in tuxedos and top hats like opening doors for people there's the hotel paradise which is like more of a building in a building it's not like built into the ship and then there's a reception area with these two large kiosks one is labeled information and one is labeled visitation and then finally there is a big pink neon sign it's, like, pink and purple and teal, and it overlaps these doors, these large, beautiful double doors. And it says, Welcome to Paradise. And, like, all of the architecture and the structures of this area all, like, funnel to these doors. So, like, anywhere you're standing, you have, like, a clear view of the Welcome to Paradise sign. And there's not, like, as many people in here as on the sojourn, but it's not empty at all, right? Like, it's, there's definitely people here, it's just not, like... It's not like a busy street. It's more of like a nice hotel lobby, if that makes sense.
4: Zeldawn's gonna kind of stop in his tracks and start patting his pants and and his kind of cloak. Oh, oh shoot. I totally forgot my notebook back in my other pants. Who are we looking for again? Thorum Ironcard. Thorum. Uh, and where do we think he is? In a
1: computer. That's right. Okay. Ugh. Right? My Where's the nearest computer? Uh, <laughs> that looks like a computer. All right, how do you get it open?
4: Zeldin's going to point to the cash register over at the... Uh, oh, God. The cafe at the uh, diner. Not diner,
5: restaurant.
1: <laughs> Excuse me, sir. I think our friend might be in your cash register.
5: So you're going to the Epicurean Infinite? You're going into yeah. the big restaurant? Yeah, sure. Okay, so you guys walk in here. There's, like, some light music playing. There are, like, water features everywhere and, like, ponds and just huge high, like, vaulted ceilings. And so you walk up to, like, the host station and what do you say, Grendel?
1: Excuse me. I think there might be somebody in your cash register we need to speak to.
5: The attendant looks up at you and blinks and says, uh, I don't think so, sir. I look at Zaldwin. Uh, Zaldwin looks at Grundle. <laughs> Are you sure he's not in
1: there? We were told that he was in a computer.
5: Tyler, like, pulls on your arm and tries to pull you away. He's like, guys, you're embarrassing me. Come on.
1: All right.
4: You do the talking then.
5: You're embarrassing. Look at your outfit. You look dumb. I look fucking great. Fuck you.
4: Oliver, be nuts. He's got all of our money. You gotta be
5: nasty, the guy. He brushes his shoulders off. He's like... So, if Thorim is a resident here, he'll be through those doors that say Welcome to Paradise. But I'm assuming we should go to the kiosk that says uh, Visitation on it? I mean, that makes the most sense to me, because we're here to visit, right? We are here to visit. That does make sense. But, and he pulls out these five large, kind of oversized golden tickets, and on them says One Free Meal at the Epicurean Infinite, and he says... Uh, I do have these from my internship with Cardinal Jean-Paul. I have been dying to use them. This is a once in a lifetime opportunity. The internship was not paid and it was a lot of work, a lot of hours. I would love, I have been dying to eat here is what I am trying to say. So what do you say? I mean,
4: it also was a Jean-Paul, but I mean. Why are we going to let these tickets go to waste? What are the chances we're going to end up back on this ship after we leave?
5: Well, it depends how how good the food is, right? (laughs) He chuckles and looks around and then gets really quiet. It better be good. I mean, Grumble is a really good chef.
0: Well, they're going to need to clear a couple tables for me and Grumble to fit in this place.
5: We're VIPs after all. (laughs) It is actually like there are tables. There aren't a ton of tables here, but there are tables of all sizes. And there are loxodon in here. There are bugbears. You know what I mean? Like it's it's not gonna be you will you will be comfortable for sure. There's
4: some room for some big boys.
5: There's room for big boys, yeah. They're so uh yeah, you are you are approached and a tabaxi with Like, light blue fur approaches you and says, Oh, hello there. Uh, My name is uh, As You Wish. Would you like a table? Are you going to be dining with us today?
4: I'm sorry, what was your name? As You Wish. Okay, that's what I thought you said. Um, Is there a problem? No, no. uh...
1: My name's Grundle. Yeah, his name's Grundle.
5: Grundle. Nice to meet you. Hi. Will you be uh, dining with us today? Uh, Yeah. Uh,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sure are.
5: Well, I'll be guiding you through your culinary experience tonight. So follow me, we'll have a seat. Have you guys been to the Epicurean Infinite before? Uh, no. All right, well, have a seat. Let me tell you a little bit about it. Uh, this is the Epicurean Infinite, and we take advantage of the Paradise's servers to create a rotating menu of evolution's best creations. So, we run a series of simulations that mirror our own world, from the primordial soup to spacefaring, four simulations, exactly. And they are sped out to live out their destiny in a period of about three months. And the Epicurean Infinite uses an advanced algorithm to determine that entire existence's best culinary creation. And then re-replicate them to the best of our abilities. So whatever you taste tonight will be the brainchild of an entire universe. We're going
4: to eat brainchildren.
5: I don't believe there's any brain children on the, the... second uh, best? Min- well, the second best might make it next time. Next simulation. Next next uh, next run that we get. Only the best here,
4: though. Mm. Thank goodness we're not eating brain children. I've eaten too many sentient creatures. to feel comfortable with that.
5: What? It is exactly 25,000 credits a plate. Or if you've signed up for a paradise package, it may be included. So I just want to make sure that you're clear on that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Tyler, pay the man. Uh, Tyler gleaming, you can tell he's been waiting for this for a long time, produces his golden tickets, and she's like, oh, I see, that's, that's amazing. All right, well, you guys have a seat, take a look at the menu, and I will be right back, okay? All right. Uh, yeah. Thank you, as you wish. And she bows deeply, and then, uh, continues on. Man, that trick works everywhere. So, uh, there are instructions on the menu, and it says, max table size five, and you, they cannot serve two of the same dishes to the same table, if that makes sense. What if I want to? You have 25,000 credits. Can come back in later. Mm. So the first item on the menu is a stuffed radiant pheasant. This is from a world where celestials evolved as small birds. It is stuffed with a series of fruits that have been magically imbued with love and happiness uh, this experience has been described as transcendent and indescribable, and a piece of your soul will always belong to this experience. Nobody eats this and stays the same.
1: Not disturbing.
5: <laughs> the next item on the menu is the Adirian bread and dip flight. It is a wonderfully baked bread with a series of local dips, spicy, sweet, and savory. It is one of the more simple experiences that has ever occurred at the Epicurean Infinite, but simple can just be so wonderful next up we have granny flavor towns dumpster nachos and they I'm don't sorry have what <laughs> <laughs> it's a uh, granny flavor towns dumpster nachos and there is no description for that item
1: what, what more description do you
5: really need exactly uh and the next item is franklin this is a bit of a stretch for some but in one of our simulations there was a sentient humanoid race Who was actually brought to an extreme climax by being eaten and as such they sought out others to commune with and feast on it. Franklin is a little bit unsettling for some people but apparently it is delicious and an irrepeatable experience. Many people fall in love with Franklin and never forget their short time with him. The bonus for Franklin is a secret. It is good. It's a good bonus and there's no negative to it other than I'm not going to tell you what it is. You guys understand that? But you eat a dude named Franklin. And he comes. He climaxes. (laughs) Or do we come? He climaxes. This is how he, this is, this is the end of his short life. You know, this is what he wants. And there's, there's a a climax portion to it, but that is not going to be what you think about while you're eating Franklin. You will fall in love with Franklin. Oh my God. And again. you brought us to
1: a weird place. (laughs)
4: Why can't (laughs) we just go to McDonald's? Oh my God. You, you're giving too much to the artists here. One of us is going to have to eat Franklin. I, I am so, well, so glad Nivitz is Franklin. not
3: here right now, because that would be what Nivitz would have to eat, probably. yeah. And lastly, yeah, probably.
5: you have the staple, Gordon Ramsay's Beef Wellington. This dish is notable because it is what the Epicurean Infinite calls a point of inevitability. In every existence that has ever been created at Epicurean Infinite, there has been a Gordon Ramsay, and he has made a Beef Wellington, and so they had to put it on the menu. And it's it's just been a staple. It's always the same.
0: I want the stuffed rat.
5: So, um... <laughs> the stuffed rat? <laughs>
0: I mean, the stuffed phase ant, The bug. The whatever it is. Pheasant? Oh, pheasant, pheasant is a bird. Thing. What? It's a bird? Yeah, Pheasant's are. a bird.
4: You don't I know want what a pheasant thing. is? I, I know, know something that. in the world What's that you don't know.
5: A What's, What's a pheasant? So, the stuffed radiant pheasant... You gain one portent dice a fucking day, which I thought was cool. You get w- plus two to one stat and plus two maximum to that stat, so this increase can go- take you above 20. You get minus two to one stat. The thing is here, a part of your soul always belongs to this. You're basically giving up part of your life. You get one permanent death saving throw fail. That's a over
0: like meal if I ever heard one.
5: <laughs> well, you can all <laughs> only pick one, and... You can't both pick the same ones. So you will have to discuss it. The Adirian Bread mm-hmm. allows you to have an animal companion and gives you a spell to resurrect them once a day. Up to CR1, so our 12 <gasps> crowns experience.
0: That's super dope. Does it have to be like yeah, just an that's animal, crazy. like
3: a beast, or can it be any CR1?
5: What about the animated armor? It, it's, yeah, it has to be an animal or a, a monster or something. Okay,
3: I was just making sure it wasn't limited to the beast category, like.
5: No, so no, like, no, 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 no. Right. Weapons. Okay. It, it does not have to be like a mammal. It just has to be CR1. Okay. Uh, Granny Flavor Town's Dumpster Nachos give you plus 1 AC permanently, plus 2d10 maximum HP, and resistance to fire damage. Franklin's benefit is a secret, and uh, you will know when it's time to know. And uh, there's no negative to this. The only thing I'll tell you is that there's... It's the only negative is that I'm not going to tell you what it is. And Gordon Ramsay's Beef Wellington is basically taking an ability score increase. Right.
3: And food doesn't just taste as good anymore.
5: And food just doesn't taste as good anymore. Yeah, I, I trust you guys will roleplay that. I trust when you eat, you'll be like, man, this isn't as good as the time I had Gordon Ramsay's Beef Wellington. All right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I really want to eat Franklin.
5: I was actually thinking Goy
3: might eat Franklin, but if you want to eat Franklin... No,
2: it's- if you want him...
5: <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I knew- I was ready for this and it's still funny to hear you guys talk about it.
1: Are I want to eat Franklin,
3: no, I want not eat Franklin. You can yes. certainly eat Franklin. One of y'all can eat Franklin. If you insist, Grandot, you can eat Franklin.
2: No, no, you can- no. I mean, you can genuinely have it if you want. I could also go for the nachos or whatever, the bread.
3: What are you thinking about eating
4: Zalowin? Uh, I'm between the nachos, the bread, and the beef wellington, but I, I know I would be sad if uh, it ended up being
1: way too good, you know? That's my concern, too. That stipulation at the bottom, that, <laughs> that concerns me. Yeah, but the
4: eating Franklin doesn't? I mean,
1: I've, I've I read a whole bunch of Bellavites while you're on the ship. Billy told me not to (laughs) tell anybody, but I've been eating them. And if it's tricked
4: me into eating
1: one, I almost yarts. God, this is the toughest decision. Tyler, what do
5: you want? Tyler's eyes are wide and he says, "Uh, I mean, I want all of it, so I think I'll just take whatever's left. Oh, man. Really leaving us with the tough decisions here, Tyler.
4: So what happens if we order all five and then split them all equal?
5: Oh yeah, like tapas or whatever. <laughs> I feel like that's going to offend Franklin a little bit, right? <laughs> <I> mean... <laughs> just dip Franklin in
0: some of the. Oliver's <laughs> <All their laughs> eyes get wide because he just like can't even comprehend that. <laughs> no, <laughs> I yeah I, I feel like
4: Zalman. Mm, that bread is real.
3: That's the yeah, one of
4: the ones real enticing. Thinking.
3: There's some ploys I could do it with Mister Goy, so the bird is tempted.
4: Some Goy ploys.
3: Some Goy ploys.
4: All right, somebody pick you. Pick the pheasant already, right, Oliver? Pick yeah, the Oliver.
2: Which, by the way, if you didn't take that one, I was going to take that
0: one. But I, I agree with you. It it's very fitting that, for Oliver. That's, that's two negatives. I'm surprised you'd even consider it. Oh, I would. I would do that for Grundle. For Grundle? I <laughs> like how you for specified Grundle. <laughs> grundle.
4: <laughs> for the Grundle. I don't know well, if Carl would do that. This is gonna the be the entire episode. It's just us trying to figure out what meal we're gonna eat folks Four So we'll later in.
2: I had
0: welcome so to episode forty three the, the Granny's flavor <laughs> down, the granny's flavor town's dumpster nachos is uh, a pretty strong second. I'm torn between the beef
2: Wellington and the nachos.
0: The Beef Wellington is a strong, I mean, other than like, you don't get the maximum raise on a stat, like I think right. the Beef Wellington is an overall, like, yeah, very acceptable option. High, yeah, it's super strong. If we're going by uh, meta, but uh, yeah, I just want to part of my, I want to, hopefully when it takes part of my soul, it's the broken part. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> God. God.
5: <laughs> Fuck. Damn. <laughs> Jeez. Ah, it's just going to be one of your stats, bro. Poor Oliver. Oh, <laughs> man. All right, all right. I'll take the nachos. Oh, hi. Hello. Uh, it's B. as you wish. How are you guys doing?
3: Oh, we're oh. doing all right. Thank you. <sighs> Little discourse on what we're going to eat.
5: Give me this tough rat face. Do you need more time? No. No? Okay. Mr. Uh, uh, he, she looks at you, Grendel. I guess... You don't really tell service staff your name, do you? That's weird.
2: I introduced myself to her. I said I was Grundle.
5: Yeah. I'm going to introduce myself to the next person who waits a table of mine. Wait, does Grundle <laughs> still
0: introduce himself to everyone with, like, just yelling at
5: that, like, just shouting it? Well,
0: I mean, uh, most I'm of my enemies, yeah.
3: <laughs> I am
5: Grundle! All right, Grundle, it's great to meet you. I'm as you wish. I'm going to guide your culinary experience today. Do you guys have any questions? about the menu or about our process or anything like that? Um if you could go into more details about the
3: Franklin, I would be
5: more curious Oh yeah. About the Franklin. I'm uh I'm impressed. It is um it is strange people are pensive sometimes about ordering Franklin. Um but I have never met anyone who walked out of here after we like to say partaking after partaking of Franklin who did not just have that little look of joy in the back of their eyes. It's quite an experience. I understand it might be unsettling to think about it first, but it is what Franklin wants. It is why he is here. Uh, And there's no greater honor that we can give to Franklin than to partake of him. Hmm. Is that what you're looking for?
0: I mean,
3: kind of, but not quite.
5: I would let you meet him, uh, but it would be a great offense to Franklin if you were to meet him and not partake of him. And a sad Franklin is just not the same. So,
4: oh my god, mm-hmm.
5: how do you keep him happy? Uh, by eating him or drinking him or snorting. I mean, they all have different preferences, but yeah.
0: Goy, you got like 10 bodies in your room. Why don't you just eat this dude? I'm still very
3: torn between Franklin or this bread. It does sound pretty delicious.
5: Oh, yes. The Aderian bread, and it's actually from a region inside Aderia, which is one of the simulations, right? And it's uh, Ikarian, I believe is the name. It is the most wonderful thing. I actually was able to have some myself, which is uncommon. To be honest, I can't afford a lot of the food here, but it is wonderful and the dips are wonderful. Can't simple just be so wonderful? Everything's so complicated all the time. Don't you just want something warm and fresh and familiar sometimes? Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I'm going with the nachos. All right. Granny Flavortown's dumpster nachos. Uh, absolutely. One, uh, one dumpster coming right up there for you, big guy. Thank you so much. Thank you. Anyone else ready to order? I want the stuffed rat pheasant. The, the, the radiant pheasant? The rat bird. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, one stuffed radiant pheasant. Radiant pheasant. Okay. Well,
3: Zalduin, unless you're going to take the Adirian bread, I think I will.
4: Uh, rock, paper, scissors for it. got your arm wrestle.
3: Sure. How should we do this, though? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, no. as, as you wish, can we
4: arm wrestle here? Is this a...
5: Roll d20s, high winds. Uh, this is, this is a place for the uh, very important people. I am at your leisure. You can do whatever RP. you want here. Yes.
3: You want to d20 this, though, Austin?
0: Uh, High low d
5: twenty. Strength roll.
4: Do do we both have zeros in in strength? We're doing that.
0: I'm transforming to a T
3: Rex. (laughs) No.
5: (laughs) No. (laughs) No. (laughs) Well, now wait. T Rexes have little arms. Yeah, they do. Little. We were were just saying strength
0: roll. We were just saying strength. (laughs) But I mean, it would be a strength check of your arms.
4: All right. Uh, High low d twenties. Let's see if I have to fucking eat this small
0: perverted man. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I can't believe fucking Guy is not doing it.
3: I have so many thoughts with the. the it, it's torn between 180U Franklin and the abilities from the bread.
0: Yeah, the abilities from your- You're not just gonna leave this familiar in a room like you do your other one, right? No. Jesus Christ! Mr. <laughs> Boy's gonna- uh, uh, Mr. Boy's gonna run around with it. a
3: thing he just might turn into a t- T-Rex every fight. Alright,
4: right, three, two. Well, wait,
3: hold one. on, I need to open that up. Sorry.
4: Way to st- fucking st- edge me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Way to fucking- We're doing straight, right? Just as right? I was about to juice. Just about to juice? juice. <laughs>
4: For st- for strength checks, right? <laughs> yeah. Correct.
3: Strength, strength checks
5: or d20s? Let's just do d20s. Oh my god, roll a d20. Yeah. Alright, right. roll a dice already.
3: Right. 3, <laughs> 2, 1, go. Oh! Oh! 20 baby. The
4: bread oh, is for Zelda.
2: <laughs> you like that bread, Zelda? <laughs> I <laughs> want that
4: bread. Thank goodness I don't have to eat Like small, the bread. I fucking love this You could have always had the beef wellington. Heard but to enjoy it yeah, and, and, and not enjoy grilled cheese or sandwiches or anything as much. No,
5: <laughs> okay, so bread for uh, Zeldon and Mr. Goy will be partaking upon the Franklin. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful of you. She puts her hand on your shoulder, and she just, like, stops for a moment and looks into your eyes. So that's just so wonderful of you. And Tyler says, well, I've been waiting for this moment for a long time. I'll have Gordon Ramsay's famous beef wellington. Thank you so much. And she she bows and walks away. Can we also get mozzarella sticks? She pretends like she doesn't hear you. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Grundle, I don't think serve those here.
1: Not one existence. INVENTED THE ULTIMATE MOZZARELLA stick. Tyler's
5: well, I mean, I'm sure they did. This is just, this is, they use an algorithm to determine the existence's best culinary dish.
1: I want to go on a tour of the number two
5: culinary dishes. That's an interesting thought, yeah. (laughs) The, The culinary dishes made with number two. That's, okay, that's not, okay.
1: That is not what I meant.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it interesting that there's a Gordon Ramsay in every version that could possibly exist of the world? The point of inevitability? thats uh, That just blows my mind to think about.
1: Yeah. It's really confusing.
4: I don't know who that is. Uh, I wonder how many universes they simulate where you're in them.
1: Huh? Oh.
4: Like, they, they simulate the universes, right? So, like,. There's gotta be some universes with
5: us in them. We could ask her when she comes back. Who knows?
3: Maybe Franklin's a relative yours. I wanna see the universe where I actually had to eat
4: Franklin.
5: And yeah, after a moment, they do bring it out. So, Oliver, she brings out yours in a platter, and it is a uh, it is a small bird that is just bathed in radiant light. It is glowing. There are uh, fruits um, scattered all around it. Zaldwin you are served this long plank that has slices of this bread, and the, the smell of this just rocks you. It is, like, the best thing you've ever smelled. It has obviously been baked extremely fresh, uh, and there are a series of different dips. There's, like, a hummus and, like, a, a spicy thing and, like, a pesto and things like that. Grundle, they roll up a literal dumpster. All right to the side of the table and park it next to you. And if you were to open it and look inside, it is filled with nachos and nacho cheese and every type of meat that you can think of and a ton of hot sauce. Like, it is a literal dumpster of nachos.
4: Wow. I gotta say, I'm pretty impressed. I'm glad you ordered that. I think you're the only one that can eat it all. I bet Nivitz could eat it.
3: Oh, I was gonna That's say, great. I think Nivitz is the only one that I actually finished that dish.
1: I'm right. At, now. at least it's
3: better than a dish. <laughs> I've finishing seen
5: you morning. struggle with a sandwich. That sandwich was terrible. And also, when you open the dumpster, it's like a music box and it plays the Johnny Cash uh, Hurt cover of Nine Inch Nails. <laughs>
4: <laughs> please, please tell me there's a raccoon made out of meat.
5: Uh, yes. There's a raccoon made out of meat. I mean, raccoons are made out of meat. Not to be weird. There's That's, just a
0: dead raccoon in
5: there.
4: They always have been. They
5: always have <laughs> That's the secret. <laughs> Mr. Guy, uh, a silver platter is set in front of you, and there appears to be a like perfectly white oval on it, and it, it jiggles a little bit like it's almost gelatinous. And then Tyler is served his beef wellington, which has this crisp puff pastry around it, beautiful meat. Tyler's eyes go wide. And can I get you anything else? Some milk. Oh, okay.
3: What is best paired with a Franklin
4: milk?
5: Why would you pair milk with a little pervert man?
0: Milk goes with everything. Okay. Do yeah. uh, get...
5: you have chalky milk? Uh, yeah, I can get some chocolate milk for you guys. Yeah. Uh, anything that else? Sounds
1: good with hot sauce.
5: Okay, absolutely. Uh, four chocolate milks coming up. And those mozzarella sticks. We don't have mozzarella sticks. I'll just what? have it. A... You have radiant mozzarella sticks. Okay. I'm feeling a little bit abused, so I'm going to go. And I'll be back with a tea and three chocolate mills.
1: Thank you. She seems nice.
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: We'll have to leave a nice tip. I've got... Oh, I'm broke, guys.
5: I'm <laughs> broke. Yeah, you guys have a 125,000 credit table sitting in front of you right now. Woo! All right. Well, Let's eat. And then Grendel just starts eating all the nachos.
3: I'm going to ask, are you just like full ham handing and like, just like palming this like dumpster of nachos in your face?
2: Yeah. <laughs> kind of getting all over like my cuffs and my sleeves and
5: stuff and on the front of my suit. They're so spicy, but they're so, they're so good. And you feel, Where's the milk? you feel like, you just feel like you've taken a trip to Flavortown and that like granny was probably the mayor. Right. Mr. Guy, if you were to uh, touch or poke at this uh, white gelatinous blob in front of you. I
3: think he's going to use a spoon and just like try to carve off a spot.
5: It it relaxes and you start to see a shape form and you realize that this was a, you know, a small creature that was in the fetal position on the plate. And it stands up and a mouth forms where Ted would be. And it just says, hello, what is your name? My name is Mr. Guy. And eyes open, and it looks deeply into your eyes. And Mr. Guy, everything in this room, everything that you know everywhere you've ever been just, like, disappears for a moment. And there is only Franklin. Like, just nothing else matters in this moment as this thing is looking into your eyes. Like, you feel truly seen for the first time in your life. And it's uh, the corners of its mouth turn into a smile. And it just says, it's so wonderful to meet you, Mr. Goy. Do you think, do you think you would be willing to have a sip? And he produces a straw and holds it out to you. Sure. Take a fucking sip, yeah. babes.
3: Mr. Goy, babes. Oliver's like
0: leaning, like leaning over the table, watching it. Yeah, it, was like, oh
5: just I mean, watching yeah. too yeah. mr guy always has this like i imagine he's always got kind of a smirk on his face you know what i mean like oh, yeah. he's always cool looking and exactly. like his mouth is like partially open his eyes are wide like you've never seen mr guy like this before
3: i don't have my shades on
5: drink him
2: up i imagine that your shades are like down your nose a little bit
3: Just <laughs> blind <eyeing.
4: Yeah>. okay <laughs> Oh my god, is it the cursed Kirby? No. Oh my god. No. <laughs> no, it's not.
3: You're about to scare me there. No, Mr. Goy will uh, take the straw drink. And him.
5: Drink up the cursed Start Kirby. Drink Franklin. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mr. Guy. Mr. Guy. Um, I'm glad uh, thank you. The table. <laughs> thank <laughs> you. Thank you, Mr. Guy. And he's gone. (laughs)
1: That was gross. (laughs) Whoa.
4: Thank goodness I uh... didn't start eating yet. I would have just totally lost my very
5: expensive (sighs) meal. That was way (laughs) weirder than I thought it was going to be. Mr. Guy, was it good? You are back to reality. You feel like maybe the world's just a little bit darker than it was a moment ago. You're sad. That Franklin's gone, and yet you're so happy, and you're so thankful for having that short time with Franklin and having known him, and you don't... It's not like there's a person in your head. You just feel this, like, warming presence in the back of your mind, like Franklin's there, and he loves you, and he's thinking about you, and he'll protect you, and you feel completely full. Like, you feel like you probably never have to eat again. You do have to eat again. That's not what it is, but... (laughs) You just you feel you feel like perfect. You don't feel like you ate too much. You you're not hungry. You just you feel completely content in this moment.
3: All right. Well, that was a rather pleasant and yet saddening experience. So is like Franklin's dish gone then? Did I just like slurp it all up or what?
5: He's gone. His plate is still there, but it's perfectly clean. It's like sparkling.
3: Okay. That,
4: that was the.
5: <laughs> all right. Oh, that's the Epicurean Infinite. <laughs> How's your bread, Saldo? Uh
4: my bread is, is very good. I mean, it's nice and crispy. There's all sorts of hummus and blind camel sauce and esto and all that stuff. It's it's good. Isn't it a forced course meal?
5: Yeah, it's like a long plank with a lot of like bread on it and different like cuts and bakes. And it has several different dips in there. And if you were to get to the bottom of one, uh, Austin, uh like as you wish would scurry by and like fill you back up. So it's like as much dip as you can possibly inhale is there for you. Uh Zeldwin definitely
4: at nauseum probably thanks uh as you wish as they come over and refilling the sauce. Thank you. And then oh, ends up you. like you know like doing some shooters of some really good sauces.
5: Okay. Right. And Zaldwin, as you eat this, I feel like Zaldwin's maybe... The world has gotten a lot bigger for Zaldwin over the last month and become maybe a little darker than he anticipated, maybe a little bit more complex. Maybe he thinks about things more than he thought he would. And this bread just tethers you. It's like this anchor. You know what I mean? Like it just Mm. brings you back to thinking about living on the oasis and everyone caring for each other and the amount of like... Love that went into uh, making everything count and using everything to its full potential. Uh, it's just just completely centers you, and you just you're just you're dreaming of dreaming of making a new friend right now. All right, Oliver, how yeah. do you eat this thing? So uh, yeah,
0: I'm like leaning across the table watching the weirdness of Mister Guy's experience, and then I lean back like, huh. Oh. I was wild. Huh. Oh yeah. And he, like reaches up with his big hand. And before it looks like he just like grab like the whole thing, but his hands too big. So it's been a while, but his, a set hole in the center of his hand opens up and a little servo arm that looks like a mini version of his regular hand grabs the pheasant off the plate. And uh, he looks at it for a second, sniffs it, and then just takes a big bite out of the middle
5: of it. Tyler, like, full-on blushes when he sees the little hand. He, like, shifts <laughs> uncomfortably. <laughs> so, have you guys seen that, like, TikTok where someone, like, thinks something and then it, like, zooms into their eye? And then it, like, plays the music and, like, the sun is setting and there's, like, oh, yeah, water yeah. dripping off a leaf. <laughs> and yeah. there's, like, a s- animation of, like, the stars. I mean, you, you see everything for a moment. You can go and roll your portent for the day, give me a d20. So the way that portents work, if anyone doesn't know, every day when you wake up, you roll a d20. If you're a divination wizard, you roll two. That So he rolled a 13 and he can replace any save, any roll, anything that he chooses. He can be a death saving throw if he's awake, right? He can basically change the fabric of time. He can make a monster sa- fail a saving throw. He can make something hits so like with a 13, it's kind of in the middle. You kind of want to roll low or high, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah, but a 13 will still fail a lot of saving throws at this point.
5: Yeah. So that that's what he would use that for. And he, he can replace any roll that happens by anyone with that 13, any D20 that happens, which is pretty cool, pretty powerful. What plus two are you taking, Oliver? Probably, probably like charisma, right?
0: Yeah, no, Working totally. a little bit on yourself. Um, I'm actually going to add uh shocker. Plus two to strength, giving me a 22. Nice. Making me the strongest, officially. Um, <laughs> and uh, I'm going to take a minus two to charisma. <laughs> oh, God. What's that put your charisma at? I actually had a plus one to charisma at 13. So oh, they okay. dropped me down to 11, which is a flat zero. That's not... I was not as bad as I thought. No, my my dumb stat is intelligence. I have a negative one.
5: <laughs> I, I can barely speak language. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, you feel this thing. You feel like your veins pumping. You feel your your blood moving. I bet this feels great. Like Oliver's felt like shit for days, right? So, I mean, this feels good. This feels like really, it feels like your first good workout that you've had since you had your run in with Wake. Your blood's pumping. You feel pumped up. Uh, You do, however, you can't stop thinking about this bird. Like it's there, you know what I mean? so it's, it's just in the back of your head. Oof. There's this, there's this little bird, and
0: little piece of me is gone.
5: It's just a, it, it's just taken a, a piece of your mind.
0: Wow. Yeah, I feel like, um, because I'm so gaunt and skinny as it is, I feel like it's almost like I finish it, and it's almost like I bulked a little bit. Like I'm like, a, <laughs> my chest is like pumped a little more. My six pack is like. Like I almost look like a healthy weight all of a sudden. <laughs> <laughs> right. The chair squeaks <laughs> a little bit. I'm like, oh damn. Oh, that was uh whew. I feel like I just got the best pump of my life. Oh no. I don't think I can ever eat again.
5: <laughs> Tyler also looks just like out of his mind. He is just like sat back. His plate is pretty much empty except from like the jus from the beef tenderloin. And has just leaned back with his hands behind his head. And he's like, that was amazing. I feel like that's the best thing I'll ever eat. I'm happy and sad at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> yup. <laughs> uh, so give me your 2d10 there, Grundle. All right, the, the nachos let's... are just amazing. I don't have any like long it's RP for that. There. Like They're just great. And like it's I said...
3: Not bad. Scooping it. Oh. Scooping an they animal. do
5: have they do have the music box, so you can play the song when you open the dumpster. That's
3: Archer, a good roll.
5: That's a really good roll. Super solid roll. Yeah, I
2: got plus 15 HP. That's not bad.
0: That's a... That's yeah, that's dope. like two levels almost worth of health. Bumps me up to 110. Nice. Nice. Oh my nice. god, you have double my health almost. And then with
2: that boost to my armor class, I have 19 AC now. Nice. Shite. You almost
5: have...
0: getting tanky. Almost oh, to that 20.
3: T- super boy over there with 24 strength
0: i'm all glass cannon at this point i thought that me and grundle were similar but we are exact opposite
2: opposite spectrum we started on the we're like an x we've started on opposite sides like you were tankier and grundle was stronger yeah and now we've crossed and now i am tankier and you're stronger
5: yeah that is a good question who read the manual i did so i have a
0: 24 strength
5: dang yeah i'm strong as fuck. Oliver is a big boy. <laughs> uh, goddamn.
2: Over Oliver! Yeah.
5: 24 strength, like, can you guys, like, like, you have to, like, visualize that, because, like, 20 strength is, like, more than anyone you'll ever meet, right? Right. grundle has got 20 strength? strength just right off the bat. Right, which is yeah. just, like, compared to your average person, it's See, just I insane. See, I like,
0: yeah, I like to imagine that you know, Grundle's just naturally, I mean, he's huge, right? He's huge. I think in, like, especially when we started, Oliver was most, like, his strength, quote unquote, came from his arms, right? Like, his arms mm. are huge, mechanical things. But I read between the book and the pheasant, now my body is, like, catching up to the arms. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I'm, like, filling out.
5: yeah. I like the idea that Between the Book and the Pheasant is going to be like Tyler's memoirs. It's going to be like what he writes. Yeah, That's what I
2: was just thinking. I was like, He's Between gonna... the Book and the Pheasant is the name of this episode.
5: Yeah, it is. There we go. There we yes. go. Okay. Oh, between the Book and the Pheasant. Um, okay. So you guys, are you guys leaving the restaurant, I assume, after you've had a chance to hang out and eat and all that stuff? Uh... Yeah. Grundle finishes his nachos. Wait, wait. And keeps
2: finishing his nachos. I feel like the last, the last half mouth.
0: hour is us just watching Grundle finish the dumpster of nachos. <laughs> I gotta admit, I, I am getting kind of full, guys. But I'm not gonna stop.
4: I think Zaldwin is going to go over to... Um, you know, like, maybe if, like, As You Wish is over by the bar or something like that. Um, yeah. Go over to them and... Oh, hi. I want to try to, like, pick for, like, rumors or pick for, you know, like, various things that might have, you know, like, happened around here lately just to get a better feel of this location. Yeah. Um, and so I'm gonna, like, lean up against the bar and kind of flip my, uh, flip my cloak up over my hip and, uh... You know, so put on the, the Zalduin charm and I'm going to attempt to use panache. Alright. Uh, which I've have not really been able to use yet. And so I make a persuasion check uh against their insight and in non-combat situations, uh they are are, are charmed and regard me as a friendly acquaintance. Yeah. But this isn't magical, so they don't like they don't know if,
5: if I Spelled
4: them or not, it's just a like,
5: I just have no, it's just you being swag. fucking charming, yeah, yeah. They have plus a zero, uh, that is a 23 for me. Oh man, yeah, so like she, uh, she's coming sees. and kind of tries to like not look at you, and then like you lean and oh man, she gets a glimpse of the Hawaiian shirt, <sighs> and just like the just the way that you flipped the cloak back. You know what I mean? Just like you yeah. just like swagger up and she's just like, oh, uh, it was everything to your liking, sir.
4: Absolutely. As you wish. Uh, I just had a kind of curiosity. How long have you been working here?
5: Oh, I've, I've, I've been here most of my life. I actually, they, they, they train you to work here for a long time. Uh, there's a lot of trade secrets, that kind of thing. So you you get selected at a pretty young age, and I've been, I've I've been blessed to have steady employment here.
4: How how young we talking?
5: Um, and she, I mean she friendly acquaintance, right? So she's like, well, uh, I don't really remember a time when I wasn't slated to work here. To be honest with you, mm. so yeah, I don't know job. exactly, but well, I I love my job. I I I really. I really do like it here and you know anyone that you know has a problem with the you know the mortality rate of the employees here is just doesn't understand how blessed we are to have you know steady employment in a world like this
4: Oh uh, what, what what happens with the uh, mor- mortality rate this is the first I'm hearing of it I'm <laughs> oh. I don't know if you can tell by my visage but uh, I'm I'm not from around here.
5: Oh, you look great by the way i i don't know if i've seen fashion like that before but i just uh, it, uh, on point absolutely um well it's just i think what we do and watching the simulations play out over and over again i think it just takes its toll on some people
4: and so they uh, they break they yeah take away out
5: yeah yeah the Epicurean Infinite, the restaurant, is actually a point of inevitability in the simulation. And that's how they know when to turn the simulation off. And some people find that unsettling.
4: Do you ever see yourself in the simulation?
5: I have a couple times. It's not my job to pick recipes, but I have. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to think that there's a possibility of my not working here. I wonder where I would have wound up. I think... uh, Zaldwin
4: is is gonna kind of look around the bar and and say
5: you uh you
4: know any of these stiffs in here
5: uh the customers yeah yeah <laughs> um not not well not well I mean and she kind of you know dances around bit on from toe to toe and she's like honestly no one's really talked to me like this unless they're you know flirting with me
4: I mean people should be talking to you a bit more. Well, thank you, you. You compliment my outfit. You're looking fine over here. Oh, thank you. But, uh, what, uh, is there anybody out here that, uh, you know, I don't know, is, is strange or of import? I mean, obviously, everybody's buying very expensive meals.
5: Right. I don't mean this mean at all, but your table was probably the strangest one that I've served in a while.
4: Oh, no offense, Taken. We are. The
5: strangers. Yeah, I mean you're you're kind of a bug, a little bit. I mean yeah. I'm a cat. I'm cool with it, a hundred percent. But I I haven't seen a lot of bugs. Oh, I thought you meant bug as in a
4: fluke. But yeah, yeah, I I, I am insectoid in nature. Thank you for
5: understanding. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. I kind of want to chase you around a little bit. I I, I know that's probably rude. I'm sorry.
4: Uh, Zaldwin blushes v- v- as much as a bug man can blush. <laughs> And uh, sees everybody else kind of like on their way out and doesn't want to break up the group too much, but turns to As You Wish and hands them a card and goes, Well, if you uh, ever do want to chase me around, give me old Zaldwin a call, all right?
5: Okay, because it's fucking amazing that you have business cards, Zaldwin. I'm going to allow it, even though you didn't say that before. But I do need to know what your business card looks like. Uh, It is a
4: little beetle. And you press a button on its back, and the wings open up. And it says uh, Zaldwin on one wing, and then it's just the my comms number on the other wing.
5: You would have like a, a weird business card. That's perfect. Yeah. She presses it and giggles, and she's like, "Okay, uh, yeah, like, do you?" She looks around. And she's like, "I just want to be clear. Like, do you want me to call you, or are you just what? What's what? Are what are we doing?
4: Or what?" What are we doing?
5: I mean, you should tell me that. (laughs) You gave me the card. Do you just want me to call you if I see something weird, or do you want me to call you? Well,
4: I think the answer is in the name, as you wish.
5: And Zaldwin nods. Oh, damn.
4: Oh!
3: Oh, fuck! Does
4: another cloak
5: flip and leaves. You swear you hear purring for a moment. Artis,
4: you know what to do. (laughs)
5: Uh, Oh, I'm so full. I'm ready to go. Can
1: you help me get up?
4: Yep, yep. Come here. Come here. Oh, my God. You're so heavy. Uh, Oliver. Oliver, you're
1: getting beefy. You gotta help me. Oh, my God. uh, He's crushing me. All right. All right. All right. Move out of the way. I got it. Oh, yeah. Oh, jeez. Oh, thanks, guys. I think I got it from here.
4: You have a literal dumpster of nachos
0: in your belly. He has nachos in his pants.
1: Shh. Don't tell anybody. Oh
0: my God. You got some road
5: nachos? Uh, everybody make a dexterity saving throw as you exit the restaurant here.
3: Great. Six. Gotta reopen up. Boy.
5: 28. 20. Six. So I imagine Grundle and Zaldwin are walking out of the door first. And they see this man approaching them. And he looks he's dressed kind of nicely. Has like a suit on. As he gets close. He, like, speeds up a little bit, like, starts walking faster towards you, and you see his eyes start to go crazy, and then you see him produce a can of paint from under his trench coat, and you duck out of the way at the last second. The? Nivets and, and Oliver, you do not see this coming, and you get just splattered in black paint, uh, head to toe, what? paint everywhere, and this guy just starts screaming. He's just like, did you forget With all of you forgotten, the darkness is coming and you're eating and you're drinking and you're shopping like nothing's happening. The fucking world is ending. Don't you get it? The fucking world is ending. And he just keeps screaming like crazy. Grundle's going to grab him by the
2: scruff and pull up his fist like I'm about to beat him to death. Your world's about to end.
5: (laughs) And these warforged like attendants uh, walk up. They, They run up. They don't walk up. They run up. And uh, one of them puts his arm up and he's like, sir, please don't hurt him. We'll handle this. Are you going to pay for the dry cleaning for my friend's suits? Absolutely. We will cover everything. Please, no violence. Not here. We will handle it. And there's like an accent on handle. You're lucky, little man. I'll handle it next time. And they drag this man away and he's just screaming. All of you, wake up. Wake up! Pay attention! And rounds a corner, you hear her shouting for a while, and then he's gone. One asshole! Yeah,
3: I mean, kind of ruined the experience. Real, uh, diet
1: ander vibes.
0: That's alright. Yeah, we're going ruin the evening. Yeah. Suffering a lot more than us. I don't have prestidigitation or anything to clean
4: y'all along if I'm sorry. No.
5: Oh! Uh, 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 uh. Tyler, like, starts fumbling around with his tablet. And he's like, I got, oh, wait, wait, I got, wait, wait, wait. Okay. All right. Uh, Nivitz taught me this. Uh, okay. All right. And he, uh, casts Prestigitation Cantrip on both of you. Wow. Your studies are coming along. Hey, look at that. Thank you. Thank you. Now, you ain't gonna cast, uh, Black Tentacles
0: on, on me, Sorry, you know.
5: Uh, I mean, only if you want me to. Oh, God
4: not Hmm. what I meant. (laughs) I just
5: meant in general, we've had some
4: experiences in the past.
5: Yeah. No, I mean, I don't know that spill yet. It's a little bit above my abilities, but eventually, uh, if you would like me to cast Black Tentacles on you, I will. No. Absolutely not. I will will not cast Black Tentacles on you. Thank
4: you. At At least somebody won't. (laughs) All
5: right.
4: Alright, so where do we get on from here? We, uh, I learned some weird shit from As You Wish. Uh, Apparently, the uh, mortality rate of employees is pretty low because once you see yourself in the simulation, you kind of bug out.
1: Hmm. Huh. You think that'll happen to us?
4: I mean, doubt it. I mean, you can't bug out much more than me, but (laughs) there's a good one that's concerning, at least. Anyway, where is this uh, Iron of guy in, this,
0: in, in
5: another simulation, uh, I expect, right? Yeah, yeah, probably. Would you like to visit the Visitation Kiosk? Yes. yeah, Yeah. Yeah, as you guys are walking over there, uh, Tyler kind of tugs on your elbow, Oliver, and uh, tries to pull you away from the group. And he's, hey, uh, this is kind of weird. Uh, are you and Jaden, like, a thing or something? Just just curious huh you know like do you like do you like like him to see are you guys like you know you know what i mean i don't
0: think that's in your goddamn business
5: he like takes a step back and he's like oh
0: okay okay
5: yeah sorry oliver kind of like
0: blushes a little bit i think and like scowls like he's just like uncomfortable and not necessarily not really mad but trying to look angry and just turns away.
5: Yeah, give me like a little, give me a little roll for like performance, I guess.
0: Okay. Eleven.
5: Uh, yeah. So I think as you kind of try to act angry, and I think he catches you blushing a little bit, and he's like, "Okay, all right, all right." I, I mean, I was just curious. I'll, uh, I'll stay in my lane, if you know what I mean. Good. <laughs> um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So you guys approach the uh, visitation kiosk. There are a series of Warforged attendants who are clicky-clacking away on little computers there. Uh, You wait in line for a little bit. I mean, it's not too crazy of a line. And you get up there and uh, uh, Warforged looks up to you and says, oh, hello, welcome to paradise. Are you visiting to consider a stay or are you visiting a loved one? Uh,
4: Visiting a loved one.
5: Okay, all right, absolutely. Can I get their name? Ironkind. Ironkind. And they tap on the computer, like, oh, we've got quite a few Iron Kinds on here. And she snaps her fingers, like, oh, uh, Iron Kind is actually uh, quite a common name in Dwarven culture. It simply means that they are not a part of one of the major families, or they've been disowned, or their, you know, heritage is in question. It's very important in Dwarven culture. So Iron Kind is more of a moniker than a name. So maybe if you give me a first oh. name, I'll be able to find them.
4: Uh, Zeldon's okay. gonna a pat his jacket very discreetly and realizing that he doesn't have his notebook on him again kind of like side eye the rest of the group uh thorum
1: iron kind.
4: yeah thorum yeah our, our dear dears love one thorum
5: oh okay all right mm, Tippy tap 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 this is oh uh oh okay well uh, thorum's in his own private server uh and it's invite only uh oh yeah. We're VIPs. Sure. Uh, so there's two people in the simulation right now. Uh, let me see here. Okay. So you need to give me an invitation. You have to know the number, uh, whatever that means, uh, or you have to. And they tap on the keyboard a little bit. And says, uh, I don't know what this means, but I guess you have to prove you're awake.
0: Uh. Okay. Prove we're awake.
5: Zaldryn right, pinches
1: himself. Pinch <laughs> We're all
2: pinching each other.
0: Are you awake? Get over here, Mr. Guy! Let me pinch you! <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm awake, because when I'm asleep, it's so much worse than this.
5: Uh, that's disturbing. Um, I guess I don't really know how you would prove you're awake. Do you know the number, or do you have an invitation?
3: Well, we do have a number.
5: Seven. Wait, seven? Number? Okay. No, I don't know. I don't think that's the number. No? Okay. What's the number?
3: Um... I'm guessing the planet number? I'm trying to think of it. Goddamn, Pippin! Oh, yes! yes. Yeah. Jeez! That was smart. supposed to
5: be it! Fuck me, dude. Oh, yeah, Mr.
3: Guy, you're smart. And yeah. Mr. Guy will recite the planet of Denefration. Holy crap.
5: Yeah, no, inspiration, Pippin. That was not supposed to be that easy. Fuck me. Uh-oh. Hell yeah, <laughs> dude. That's dope. So you give her the number of the planet, which is 25202556494149905. Uh, She's like, oh, okay, that is it. Uh, All right, well, if you want to proceed through the uh, double doors there, she points to the sign that says, Welcome to Paradise.
1: Well, thank you.
5: Yeah, you you just need to go all the way down the hall to the private servers, and then just look for the... uh, one that has Thor of Mankind's name on it, and there will be there'll be an attendant there to help you.
3: Alright. Alright. Thank you very much. Thank you for your assistance. Uh,
5: yeah, absolutely. Uh it was a pleasure to help you. I maybe thought you'd have to do some more stuff to get help from me, but I'm glad that you're just going right in there. Well, we are VIPs. Yeah, you, you are. Absolutely VIPs. Um <laughs> god damn it, Pippin. And you guys head <laughs> down uh, how'd you know that?
3: That's how my brain works. <laughs> it's like it had to be the number that we knew.
5: Oh, God, that ruins one of my other puzzles, too. Oh, so you guys thank go you down for telling the... us that. Yeah, <laughs> fuck me. Just... So you guys head down the um, hallway, and there are doors, 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 doors. You get to the private servers. It says private servers across. You open it. There is a Warforged. You tell them you're going for Iron Ironkind, and they lead you into a room. Okay, so... <laughs> <laughs> Scroll through your notes. Please. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um. Okay, so uh, yeah, Warforged attendant takes you into a room. It looks very much like like a Matrix type thing. You know what I mean? Like it's a like you know that like room in X Men where the uh, professor goes.
4: You mean Cerebro?
5: Cerebro. Is it not the professor? No. The the room, the
4: room. is called Cerebro.
5: Oh. Okay. <laughs> so, you know, so it's it's like this big thing and there but there's like the the air in here's very cool and stale and you hear like computer fans going everywhere and there's just a chorus of blinking lights on the walls. And you walk on this walkway into a smaller circle in the center of this room and there are several uh dentist kind of looking chairs and the warforged leads you to them and just says All right. Uh, Have you ever visited Paradise before? No,
4: we have not.
3: Yeah, that's a negative.
5: All right. If you're a visitor, I need to go through some rules here. If you're a visitor, do not die unless you are at your entrance point. Your body might not survive. If you're ready to wake up, get to the place where you entered the simulation and take your pill labeled home. And she holds up a little blue pill in her hand and it literally has the words home written on it. If you die in the simulation, you will respawn in the simulation. However, most physical bodies do not survive this transition. Do you understand rule one?
4: Yes. Ray. Yeah, sure.
5: Kind of. Not really. Do you have any questions?
4: Is the simulation dangerous?
5: Do my arms go with me? Some simulations are dangerous, some are not. This is a private server and the host of the server has administrative privileges, so I do not know the answer to that question. Right. Uh, your arms? I go with you. I do not know. The host of the server has administrative privileges, and I do not know. Uh, what? All okay. right. All right, rule two, you must designate a safe word. Using this safe word will make you forget that you're in a simulation and avoid any mental side effects or derangement. Some people find the concept of coming back to reality difficult, so. If you feel your grip on reality loosening, just say the word and enjoy your infinite paradise. Don't worry. If we can't charge your account for the credits needed, we'll make use of your old body or contact living relatives to cover the difference. What? And she she repeats it like word for word. What? And she looks at you, Zalduan, and she says, what is your safe word?
4: My safe word would be Agatha.
5: Agatha. Registered. She looks at you, Grendel. Uh, what is your safe word? Oh, I guess Agatha. You must just designate a new safe word. Oh, That username has been taken. I have no idea. What's a good one? Uh, nachos. <laughs> nachos. Registered. She looks at you, Oliver. What would be your safe word? Kumquat. God damn
3: it. God damn it. That was mine. That was my <laughs> word.
5: <laughs> Kumquat. Registered. This is how we know that Pippin and TJ beat each other up on saturday nights (laughs) (laughs) because they have the same safe word
3: Uh, (laughs) uh,
5: she looks at you mr goy and says what is your safe word kirby (laughs) kirby registered all right do you have any questions about rule two
3: so if we say the safe word we permanently stay in the thing
5: if you start to experience any symptoms of derangement a loosening grip on reality You may say the safe word, and it will make you forget that you're in a simulation.
4: But if we forget that we're in a simulation, how do we remember that we're in a simulation?
5: You will not remember that you're in a simulation. How do we get out, then. You would not get out. So,
3: as I said, if
5: we say the safe word, we're permanent
3: residents of the simulation?
5: Absolutely. All right. I suppose someone could forcefully take you to your entry point and kill you, but I do not recommend that. I should have thought of a more complicated safe word. I might just say nachos for no reason. Like how you just said nachos.
0: <laughs> are the uh,
4: entry points, are they all the same for this server?
5: I do not know. The host of the server has administrative privileges, and I do not have access to that information. Gosh.
1: there's actually more privileges. Okay. Uh... You're
5: entering a private server. You do understand that, correct? I guess, but don't you guys own this place? Technically this space is being leased from us by the administrator of the server. Huh. You do not have to enter the simulation. Oh, I think I do.
4: Who who else is here in the simulation?
5: I do not have access to that information.
4: Yeah, we well, know who Thorin is. Yeah, but who's the other person? And if our friend Thorin has not has used his safe word, he's not gonna know. We'll just have to drag him to the entry
1: point and kill him, will we? Uh, but we don't know what his entry. Point is. Uh,
5: well, it is uncommon for users to enter paradise permanently, and uh, not forget that they're in a simulation. This is mostly a visitation procedure. Most people do not want to remember their prior lives. Okay. All
4: right. I mean, this isn't the weirdest thing that I've ever done. This is really weird. It is. Really Uh, I probably lie. This is probably the weirdest thing I've ever done. And for some reason, I'm not questioning it. I mean, I am. So is there a rule number three?
5: Uh, yes. I do need to inform you that attempting to convince anyone that they are in a simulation may result in derangement and harm to your avatar.
4: Great. Is there anything that we can do in the simulation that won't just scramble our fucking noggins?
5: Sir? Yeah? You can do anything that you want in Paradise. As many times as you want, for as long as you want, the world is yours.
4: This place is way too horny for me. All right, where's the helmet? Where's the pod that I got climbed into? Ugh.
5: <laughs> so, yeah, you guys uh, hop into your chairs, I assume. I don't want to play your characters. Does anyone have any second thoughts? Anyone in the rule? That is the last rule. All right, well,
3: see you guys on the other side. Mr. Boy's going to walk over to one of the chairs. All right.
5: All right. Um You guys put helmets on. And after a moment, everything goes dark. And you open your eyes. And you are sitting in the chair that you just fell asleep in. And there is a Warforge standing there. Oh, hello. Welcome to paradise. And the only difference, you look down and you see in your hand, there's a small blue pill in each of your hands that says home on it. And... We're going to end our episode right there. Uh, Thank you guys so much for hanging out. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Players, thank you so much for joining into my uh, restaurant experience that I have crafted. Uh, I'm so happy Franklin got to make a cameo once again. Uh, Favorite NPC name ever. Um, guys, you can find out more about the homebrew at the homebrewpodcast.com that has links to everything that you could ever want from us. You can find, you can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash the homebrew. And we now have a vanity URL for our discord. It's just discord.gg slash the homebrew podcast. Hop in discord. Hang out. We have a lot of fun. Uh, Again, thank you guys so much. And one more congratulations to Spencer and Michaela. And thank you so much to our new patrons. Uh, We are just constantly blown away when that bell rings. Everyone, have a great week. And we will see you next week for episode 42 of The Homebrew. Thanks for listening, listeners. Our story has come to a close for the week, and that means it's time to thank our listener sponsors, starting with Samuel Pierce, who shall forever be emblazoned upon the homebrew wall of fame as our first Crusher Mania season pass holder. Thanks for believing in us, Sam. As well as Ryan, a longtime listener. Don't forget about Tara Hoffman, that one ender who thought rolling down the window in space was safe. Uh, Rest in peace, Tara. Watch out for Adrian Josie, the silent assassin. Who just broke out of the prison colony on Hadria. And Trevor, Zombie Dad, Belmont, Hunter of the Unholy. You're a bastard, Trevor, but you're the bastard I choose to fight alongside. Find out about our Patreon offerings at patreon.com slash the homebrew, and we'll see you next week.